You're listening to episode 261 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without actually just giving us money. And don't forget, ZorkFest 2018 is Friday through Sunday, May 25th through 27th at Treasure Island, just before the start of 360 Vegas Vacation 6. Learn to make the most of loyalty programs so you can get better comps while simultaneously being entertained. Register to attend ZorkFest 2018 at ZorkFest.com and use the promo code ZORK360 to receive $10 off the price of admission. Why do you do 360? Our brand is 360. I don't know. I just want to make sure they know it's it's three six zero. I don't know. And use the promo code Zork. <laughs> <laughs> and use what I, what I just said. Leave it in. Three sixty Vegas vacation six details are available there as well, or at three sixty Vegas podcast dot com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Stop playing your damn game. I wasn't expecting this. Uh-huh. Don't ever, ever complain about me getting Because distracted. of the one time. Yep. yep, that's all it takes is one. All it takes. Now I have a free pass for forever. Forever, uh, yeah. I can always say why you did it. I had a bunch of idiot robots. That that was my problem. That's your problem. It should have been real simple. It should have been like, get over here and do this. And then they're like, hey, what's over here? Like, get, no, the base is here. <laughs> they can't see that <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> All right, so Tony's not here. I know. I was so excited because you sent the show notes and I saw you send them to Tony and I was like, yay, yeah. Tony. And then I get home and you're like, yeah, Tony's still busy. What? Yeah. Careers. Tony. Bullshit. Yeah, even, I, I assure you, even Tony is annoyed <laughs> that he's still not able to join <laughs> us. So. I know that feeling. I've missed plenty of weeks because of work, so I understand completely. Yeah. So that's where we are. I miss Tony. Yeah. Let's get into the show. That's okay. all I got. <laughs> well, alrighty then. So how about we start with the... Oh, sorry. No, i got to do the other part. <laughs> so like you said, let's start the show. He's Mark. I'm Karen. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. The Hard Rock Cafe sign, previously located on the corner of Harmon and Paradise Road, is actually a replica of the Who guitarist Pete Townsend's number nine Gibson. We got that from news3lv.com. So is it really... So Gibson makes certain guitars, and people become, like, certain people will make certain guitars famous. Yeah. So, like, B.B. King, you know, Lucille is a particular make and model of guitar. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney and the bass that he uses. Like, there's just, there's certain people that make them famous. Is it really 
Pete Townsend's number nine? Like it was it was a guitar that was made for him, or was it a guitar that he liked? I don't I don't know that much about him. From my understanding, what normally happens is no one knows who you are, and you you have a brand that you like, and then the company was like, oh, you're someone. We're gonna make one for you, That's and it'll have like yeah. yeah, it'll have like a style or a paint or a something whatever that they like. I'm sure that's what it was. I know the article I read specifically said that they happened to have one of his guitars in shop when they were beginning the designing, the, the designing of it, and they, that's what they used as their model. I mean, it, and honestly, it's kind of, a, it is an interesting fun fact that it wasn't just a random design sign, that it was also, I mean, they started with an actual guitar. And it is shocking, the effort, and uh, like, there isn't Especially with a company like Gibson, I imagine Fender probably does the same thing. But there isn't a whole lot of just whimsical decisions. Like these right. fuckers really think this shit out and test things and oh yeah, like there's there's a or like well this we were inspired by this idea and this like wow you guys really put a shit ton of thought into this thing. Like yeah, that's that's way more than I expected. I just thought it was a cool looking guitar. <laughs> I just thought it looked cool. I didn't realize there was a purpose to it. Right. <laughs> like get like we said, shameless plug. If you're ever in Memphis or have a chance to go to a Gibson factory and do the factory tour. How's it a shameless plug? We're not getting any credit for it. Well, no, we've talked <laughs> about it It's a recommended. It okay, uh, it's a recommended. Yeah, yeah, recommendation, I guess, I guess is what that we would call I'm it. I'm sure I've said it before, really and cool. I'll say it again. But it's, it's an awesome tour and an awesome thing to go visit, so couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the Twit Pick of the Week. It looks like a picture you would come across when flipping through an old photo album at your grandparents' wake. A picture with an oddly familiar feeling to it, despite being certain you've never visited this place before. Atsuma Corp's black and white photo of North Strip, circa 1966, showcases a quaint version of the city growing into itself after two decades of aggressive expansion that saw 16 new properties open on the Strip. Bookended by the Flamingo in 46 and Caesars Palace in 66. After this moment in time, the city would take a step back and allow itself to mature its existing portfolio, not seeing a new addition to the skyline until Circus Circus in 1972. The wake metaphor becomes more apropos when you consider none of what you're seeing in this picture exists today. In fact, minus the two Sahara Towers shown here, which are still in use today by SLS, none of these buildings even exist. If you attempted to replicate this photo today, even those would be gone. They'd be obstructed by a giant unfinished blue building surrounded by a parking lot and a lot of undeveloped land. In other words, it's virtually unrecognizable. I thought the wake analogy at the beginning was a little much until you did the tie-in, so very nice job on that. <laughs> Me a bit much? Let's... Uh... It will always. Okay, it was a lot much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, that's not how I originally wrote it. It, it came to me later. It's like, oh, wait, that works better. <laughs> They're all dead. Nobody's there anymore. <laughs> I mean, the, the old Vegas pictures are always cool. I I loved this picture. It it, it really it honestly that that's where the the opening line kind of came from. It honestly felt like you were flipping through an old photo album. Like, oh man, look at this. Look at how cool that looks. Remember that was Grandma and Grandpa's house when it was tiny right. before they did the huge addition. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Where Grandpa went through that whole neon phase. <laughs> <laughs> and overbuilt. <laughs> right. 
He and built a he, house that would house then he whole tried 10 to, people. There were only two of us. He went all high-end, and now look what we have. <laughs> and then there was the circus phase. The circus phase. Can you imagine? I'm sure, I'm sure someone on this planet has a story of a rich grandfather, that uh, a rich eccentric grandfather that was did crazy shit like a he was obsessed with it. He was out there all the time building little mini houses. Like and all we weren't shit. allowed to be on. Like it was such a weird thing. Like, Grandpa, get away from the train track. Like, <laughs> Don't touch the building. Why do you have so many cool things we can't do anything with? <laughs> like it sucks going over Grandpa's. It's like, look at all the great things I have that you can't play with. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. Feature it on all our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. So first up, we have a reminder about 360 Vegas Vacation RSVPs. It is time. You can now RSVP your spot at 360 Vegas Vacation 6. And here is what I love about my whole new outlook on doing things mm -hmm. for Vegas. So this week we were preparing for our RSVPs that we had planned for you. and Which were three dining experiences. Yeah, three dining experiences. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. We'll, 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 we'll call them out. We got the limo situation, Nacho Daddy, Tender Steak at Luxor, and Echo in Vegas. And as we started to go, we, we had an entire plan in place. Yeah, we got sneak in how we do these. Yeah, and um, they they became difficult. One particular place wouldn't easily accommodate the number of people that, that we wanted to get there. And it was a significant number of people. So. Yeah, which I, I can't believe I didn't think of that in advance. But And then the, the other was You're right, just they, they would love 60 customers in a night to be guaranteed those are coming in. They don't want them to show up all at yeah. one time. And uh, and the yeah, other was isn't just open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> on the night that we wanted to go. Yeah, that's Vegas for you, right? Just periodically going. You know what? We're not going to be open anymore on that day. I'm like what? Yeah, we need a day off. Well, so, obviously we don't want to do it on a weekend. So, so simply enough, rather than deal with the stress of trying to do a last minute, fuck it, they're gone. We're done with them. Uh, I'm not playing <laughs> around. So um, you have two opportunities to RSVP, and both of them are top quality. The limo experience, which, for the record, that company. Earth Limos, yeah. the official sponsor, uh, a limo service of 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacations. That company has been fucking amazing from day one. Yeah. They have done nothing but be accommodating to me and even how eccentric I am. They, they communicate by email primarily because they know I don't want to fucking talk to you. <laughs> so we have our limo experience. That thing's not going anywhere, although I, I'm pretty sure that thing's literally not going to ever be removed from a Vegas vacation again after... Uh, yeah, because we didn't do it last time and it just... It just fell off. Missing. Yeah. And uh, Tender Steak at Luxor. We have 30-some spots available for that. RSVP, first come, first serve. 30? I thought we were both 40. Oh, we got to take out the host. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Jeez. Yeah, we, we get to go first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. So... As a reminder, even if you aren't interested in joining us for the limo or for dinner at Luxor, you can still RSVP to just come and you know just tell us that you're that you're actually coming, just so we've got an idea. 
We have a link to our Eventbrite RSVP page that's available at 360VegasPodcast.com under the tab 360 Vegas Vacation. The only RSVP that'll cost you anything is the limo. That's going to be 12 bucks a person. That is payable online via Eventbrite, and I'm sure they've got some service fees. Patreon subscribers get 48 hours early access to RSVP starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Non-subscribers will get access on Monday, March 12th. As a reminder, 360 Vegas Vacation 6 is Sunday, May 27th through Tuesday, May 29th. Lots of fun stuff planned. Yeah. Special edition 360 Vegas Vacation shirts are also now available at Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. We just sold our first one today. Yeah? I always get a kick out of it because like, <laughs> to me it's such a goofy idea that like when we first started doing these, just because like I always thought it was a cool idea, but I'm like, no, he's not like these. This is so dumb. Like I'm putting these <laughs> smart ass comments on, on on these shirts, and I just got my little logo, which I, I don't know. So I always get a kick. I'm like, why are you buying this? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're cool shirts. They're funny, and people that are fans of the show, you know, they liked it. I mean, the same way that the funny little slogans and stuff make us laugh and chuckle, it makes other people laugh and chuckle because it reminds them. So I get and it. And then you have somebody that goes, what, what is it? What's mirrorization mean? I, mean, I, oh, I, me I get you. it, but it's still just a weird wrap your head around kind of a thing. <laughs> we had a listener on Twitter, did you see this? Who Because uh, last week's show was titled Rape Face. And, <laughs> oh, they, <laughs> and they, were, they were at the gym and he's like, my lock screen came on. And he goes, and I assure you, the person next to me will never look at me the same. <laughs> met, well, and I've been listening to the podcast before, like when I'm traveling and, and I wasn't on or whatever, but I've been listening to it and, and running on the treadmill. You know, so you're in a hotel gym with, you know, all these other people with their, their headphones in and nobody's like looking or t- and talking to each other because it's all strangers and weird. Yeah. And all of a sudden something come on and I like literally will laugh out loud while I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> and you can kind of see people like, just like give you this weird side eye look like what the fuck is wrong with her <laughs> I love the many stories we've had where people are braving our, 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 our show while their children are in the car only to then turn scramble. it off turn it off <laughs> <laughs> Phil <laughs> he's not the only one there have been many people that I'm like what are you thinking yeah why would you have this on with children in the car well, I mean it's questionable whether or not adults should be listening well, to it well, especially because like like when I first hear it I'm like oh that's cool you know you're you're not you know conditioning your children like listen there's adult language and shit like that you're not old enough you can't say it yet so just you know it's out there we all know what's going on here but then you scramble like well you can't hear that by going really because i kind of feel like like you turned on hbo and then are surprised when something violent or sexual happens like fucking really you leave it on too long and then like hbo after dark comes on yeah That's funny. I, I would almost imagine some people are disappointed when they get to the end of the episode by going, that's it? No, no. <laughs> there's they no, were too tame this I week. Know. What happened? I, th- nothing that someone could accidentally be offended the by. The first time what we get a hell? complaint from a parent about, look, I used your show to introduce my children to the evils of the world. <laughs> right? there, was, there was nothing on this week's show that shocked or offended them. <laughs> I need you to step it up. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> shock therapy. 360 shock therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next story about restoring a hard rock. It graced the Vegas skyline for more than 25 years. An impressive feat when you consider it actually located a mile and a half east of said strip. 
But when new ownership at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, related to the brand only by a licensing agreement to use the name, decided to close the Hard Rock Cafe on the corner of Harmon and Paradise Road, rather than repurpose its iconic neon Gibson guitar sign, they sent it off to a farm where it could run and play with other old neon signs. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we live in a world where that farm actually exists, and it isn't just code for euthanasia. <laughs> the Neon Museum not only secured the 73-foot-tall sign, but are now crowdsourcing $350,000 to restore it. Just go to neonmuseum.org to contribute to the cause. Any amount you can afford is welcome, and 100% of your donation will go to the effort. Depending on your level of contribution, perks are available, including your name displayed on a commemorative plaque located at the base of the sign, tickets to attend the sign's relighting, and even raffle tickets to win an actual piece of neon art. Wow. Interestingly enough, it only cost $386,000 to initially create the sign. So it costs as much to restore it as it did to make it? Yeah. <laughs> For crying out loud. I, I'm thrilled. I mean, any we, we contributed to the cause. We didn't get tickets to the lighting, did we? No. Why Why would I bother? Yeah, we don't, gonna we give don't it, know. Yeah. Yeah. We can give away. Can't attend anyways. Yeah. Somebody could have liked it. It's too late like now. It, yeah. No, anytime, you know, any of the sign. And I didn't particularly like the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, I always like the sign. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sign, and it's so grand and huge in scale that it's awesome that it went to the museum instead of being destroyed. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Oh, this one sounds Yay. like it's going to be fun. Let's talk about the rape of Las Vegas. A city that was once considered the ultimate pioneers of attracting the automobile traveling tourist. So much that architecture historians blasted them for putting more effort into signage than their buildings seems to be doing everything in its power to discourage said traffic. People have been complaining about resort fees in Vegas from the moment they were introduced to the market. While attempting to champion the effort of discouraging the practice by only patronizing properties that didn't have resort fees, this show warned that if most people did little more than complain, but still continue to patronize establishments that pioneered the movement, it would only encourage the practice to expand throughout the market. And after the momentum of the movement overtook the market, we warned that it would only be a matter of time before properties started to review their potential untapped revenue streams that they could get away with charging for and people would do little more than complain about. And so parking was muronized. Annoyed by continuing to discuss the ever-growing cost of these practices, we recently glossed over the news that these fees were once again increased. However, Travel Zork shares the rape of Las Vegas visitors has reached shocking proportions. At the top of the resort list fee is Venetian Palazzo, who increased their resort fee to $45 per night. At that price, one can stay at several off-strip and Fremont Street properties for less per night than it costs to just book a stay per night at Venetian Palazzo. But that's nothing. Take the next highest offenders, Aria, Bellagio, and other similarly tiered MGM properties. They charge $39 a night per resort fee. Couple that with their recently increased parking fee of $30 per day. And it can be said without exaggeration that it can cost less to stay at a significant number of off-strip properties and downtown properties per night for a significant portion of the year then it costs to simply arrive 
and check into your room at a high-tier Vegas resort on the Strip. Oh, and Venetian Palazzo don't charge for parking. Yet. Yes. So, FYI. I mean, I wish I could say that there was some way that you could fight back and beyond a class action lawsuit, there's, I mean, and even that's only going to affect room prices. It, it, the parking's fucking not going anywhere. That thing is there to stay. It's in major cities all over the place. The second it happened there, I knew we were all fucked. And unless people just completely abandoned those properties, I knew they were fucked. And it just got adapted way faster than resort fees did by all the competition. So it's over. Uh, the yeah. only the only thing you can really do at this point, honestly, is learn from your mistakes. And don't ever fucking let something like this, when you see someone try to start yeah. taking advantage of you like this, aggressively go against the grain, stay the fuck away from properties like that, that don't patronize them, don't have anything to do with them, talk shit about them. Yeah. That's your only, because it's it's too late. This is. But that that is insane. I guess I didn't really put them together when you think about it, to stay at Aria, Bellagio, MGM. The fact that it costs you, if you're driving, $79 just to arrive. Just to to get there. And to check into your room. So all all of these people that, well, actually, we noticed that, too, because when we were looking at 360 Vegas Vacation 6, we had a comped room night or a couple of comped rooms from Luxor. We're like, oh, great. Then we're like, well, hold on a second. It's 30 bucks a night for the resort fee that they're still going to charge you, even though they're comping you the room. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. So one of, one of the things that we we haven't done it a ton of times, but it's been fun every time we, we have done it. If we have a comp room and we are intentionally staying at like maybe another end of the strip right. or, or we're going to be doing something else, what we'll do is we'll make a concerted effort to go, we'll go down there and hang out for the whole night and then we'll just crash in that room that right. we've already got. Instead of having to hike it all the way back. But now that you're paying that kind of money, like it was different when it was $20. Yeah. Because there are people who are throwing $20 to try and get a room upgrade. That's right. not a big deal. Yeah, but and to it, save me from hiking up my ass all yeah, the way back down the strip, I'm okay but with now it. But <laughs> now that it's even, like, I think Luxor's is like $25, but it's like just that, uh, like, like it's more than just a bill I can reach into my pocket and give you. Right. I mean, it's 70, so people coming in, all of your, your anyone that gets comped rooms, if they're driving in, it's, yeah, it's comped, but it's still going to cost you 80 bucks. Just ridiculous. There's nothing about those properties that's worth. And the thing that kills me, and I know we said this before about the resort fee. So Venetian Palazzo, I think that includes a day pass, or at least it used to, to the health club, which is Canyon Ranch Spa. So to me, I could get value for that, but you don't have an option. You don't have an option of saying, no, I don't want your newspaper. No, I'm not going to make free local calls. No, I'm not going to you know, have a free pass to the gym. No, I don't need, you don't, you don't even have an option of saying no. It's kind of a good point. Like if you could actually, like you could probably get away with a significant number of people paying resort fees. If you actually threw in a few things that anyone gave a fuck about. Wanted, yeah. You know, the idea of... But, but to put it out there and say, oh, well, you get all of this with your resort fee. It's like, I was getting that for free anyway. And what if I don't want it? Can I decline? Well, no, you can't decline. Well, then it's just a fee because you guys are assholes. Yeah. I actually like to intentionally, any anybody that gives uh, newspapers, I like to intentionally not only not pick it up when they put it in the door, but fuck it up and leave it out, out in the hallway. That's funny. 
Just let him pile up. Yep. No, I don't like it. Make, they intentionally make a mess out of it. <laughs> so, let's, All right. Let's talk about fun. Enough of raping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move on. This. Oh, I'm so tired of raping. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to something that's very interesting. Zork Air Jet. What the fucking fuck? I, I check out what Zorkfest did. For those of you in the Los Angeles area looking to attend Zorkfest 2018, you can make your commute via a private chartered jet. Now that, that is fucking ballin'. Yeah. I mean, come on. The Zork Air experience starts at 1 p.m. Friday, May 25th, at the Burbank Airport for a planned departure of 215. At $589 a person. The experience includes a cocktail reception in the hangar at Burbank, flight to Las Vegas, transportation from McCarran to Treasure Island, as well as the cost of the room at the property for Friday, where your bags will be delivered directly to your room. And to be clear, that $589 cost includes resort fees and tax on your room at TI. Space is limited for those interested. To participate in the Zork Air experience, you need to purchase a ticket at ZorkFest 2018 conference unless you're attending 360 Vegas Vacation. Then that requirement does not apply. Really? That being said, those who would like to attend ZorkFest can have the cost discounted by using the promo code ZORK360. All right, so I have a dumb question, and I'm sure it's in there. So... Is does the five eighty nine obviously it includes the cocktail reception, the flight out, transportation, and the hotel, which seems like an awesome deal. Does it include the return flight? And if so, do you have to return on a certain day? <laughs> I do. I don't know. I mean, think about I, it. I, actually, I'm certain it doesn't. I, I didn't read either way, but I'm certain that it doesn't. And is it just one night for the hotel, or is it? Two? It is just one. It okay. is just one. So you'd have to still get the the rest of the. Right, yeah. If you wanted to add on to it, you could do that. And they do have room rate deals. Right. Uh, which, I don't know if we ever mentioned this. Those deals, if you book your room, at, like let's say if you decide you want to stay at Treasure Island for Zork Fest and then you're attending 360 Vegas Vacation, right. that'll, that'll extend for that'll the rest extend of the week. extend the rate, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's it's awesome and it would be so much fun. I just, that popped in my head. It's like, okay, so when do you get back and how do you get back? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would just be, you know, like, okay, it, re- it includes a return flight, but you have to leave on this day. Well, I don't want to leave on that right, day. Right, right. Know? <laughs> no, this, this was just to get you there. That, I think that would be cool with, with a plane full of people that are think about all the limo. Out. Yeah. The limo, but now the flight. But now the plane. So uh, I hate to say this because I've only watched one episode of the show and I can't watch anymore is the whole um, L.A. to Vegas I, I just you're, picture, you're not alone. Virtually everyone I've ever heard of, like, this is unwatchable. Yeah. I just I just picture a plane load of crazy people, you know, on the plane. Like, that would... I almost want to fly to L.A. just so we can fly on the Zorkfest plane to go out. See, we've set a precedent with the limo that I think... It would, like, Zorkfest is classy. Uh, uh, those guys know how to Fuck do... Fuck yeah, they got a plane. They know how to do high roller shit. They know how to, how to hook you up with, with our, good no. stuff. Well, I guess not hook you up. They know how to teach you. How to how to work the the system the right way so you get right. you know the kick ass shit like this and it's not Whereas like our limos we, are, are crummy I mean they're no they're well nice. no no they are nice that, that's not what I mean what I mean is Zorkfest I, I'm sure didn't go to this airline be like going hey so I'm gonna filter in X amount of people and we're gonna get fucking obnoxious <laughs> I'm sure they did you know and and Earth limos you just kind of be like let him do what he wants. It, <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, I feel like, no offense, Mark, this is the biggest manzy that Zorkfest could have ever done. We got a limo. They got a fucking plane. I don't, I don't think it's a manzy <laughs> only because, only because of what I just described. Like, they aren't going, oh, man, we're going to have a fucking play. This is going to be crazy. Like, going, it's going to be a cool kind of high we'll roller kind of pimp thing. We'll reception yeah. before we get on the plane. Yeah, ours is like, we're going to shit face and get on this fucking limo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they're like, please don't be like that at the cocktail reception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Oh, this one I found fascinating. Let's talk about the unruly fan who ended Elton's show. Well, he didn't technically end it. He, Well, I guess he he ended. Okay, the way you wrote it. It, took, it took a hiatus. Eldest Elton well, show. I'm not saying it's your fault. <laughs> I'm saying okay. I, I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, this is what you wrote. Right. Anyone who has attended Elton John's show at Caesars Palace has seen he has a unique experience that's a part of his show. While playing the song Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, he invites a select number of people on stage with him while he plays to hang around the piano and dance while he's playing. During his March 1st performance, an asshole was introduced to the experience. One guy who came on stage proceeded to actively disrupt and annoy Elton by putting his hands on the piano keys while he was playing, even after he was asked not to do that. <laughs> That's don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> Stop Please it. don't do that. Stop it. In addition to that, he attempted to reach over the piano and take pictures multiple times. Eventually, John stopped playing and left the stage. Once the dipshit was removed from the stage, he did return to resume the rest of the show. A video exists of the incident, and it's not as as bad as I thought it would be, but I can definitely see. Oh, you, Elton John is known for playing the piano. Yeah. How dare you come over and like tap on the keys while he's playing? Yeah, the what keys. What the fuck are you thinking? I, I, I agree with you because he left with the camera. Like the guy kept doing the camera thing, and it was obnoxious. Was he like trying to take a selfie with him, or he just had a camera? In no, his that's face, what I or? thought. But it was just kind of like he's reaching like way over this. Because it's not like when you and I used to. do Remember, they let people circle that. Thing. Oh yeah, they were all around them. No, 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 no. Somebody, someone fucked it up a while ago because now they have like a line, and people are standing on the other side of the oh, piano. Okay. Like they're right by it. Okay. But you're well before they were all the way around it. Yeah, yeah. they just surrounded it. Like it. Yeah, people behaved apparently a little bit better back then. Well, and you think that they'd have to. Screen these people I don't and, and give them instructions ahead of time. It's like, well, you think, get to get up on stage but without think John. About, think about how many shows he's done. This was kind of inevitable when you interact with that many people. Because the idea is they're supposed to be coming up there having a good time. You knew someone in a selfie world would be oh a God. fucking prick at some point. Selfies. Yeah. It, it, so... Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't hate selfies. I hate people that are that have selfie sticks. That's what I hate. <laughs> but I just, I can't imagine. And I think of, you know, when we did our meet and greet, you know, we, we did it with Corn, and they told us, like, the, the other band members came out, and they were great. They were hugging people and signing yeah. everything and doing everything else. And they told us before Jonathan came out, it's like, he won't, he won't pause, you know, pose for pictures with people. You can take pictures of him. You know, please, there was, there was... He's got anxiety yeah. from social issues. So they tell you that, and you're like, okay, fine. And everybody was so completely respectful. I could not imagine being a dick, like running over to Jonathan going, hey, you know, like next to him and grabbing him to try and take a selfie. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I mean, the guy obviously was drunk or higher on. So he had to be. Either that or he's just the world's biggest asshole. He's quite possibly the latter. Maybe both. I, I just, I, I imagine, I, without any sense of 
needing to exaggerate because I've seen these people and I, I may even know one or two of them <laughs> that think I'm in this situation fuck it yeah. fuck it like going dude that's a person and you're in a really kind of cool situation the funny thing is though I can only imagine Sir Elton's reaction to this I could see him just getting bitchy. And I actually thought just the I mean, obviously, bitch coming out. We can't the hear him, out. but uh, uh, I mean, it, it really just looked like he was like, "Fuck, it, I'm done," and just walked off stage, and and, and they cleared him out. But yeah, I, I imagine he was probably way worse off stage than he was. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I can only imagine. What an asshole. Yeah. All right, next up, the I never say this right. It never comes out right. The Geisha House expands. What do you possibly say other than that? It, it doesn't come out right. It's one of the... You know how so often you have a word that you just can't say? Yeah. That's one of them. I'm just now curious. I'm like, what What else do you say? I, 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 and maybe I, it's just because I'm I'm like, yeah, that's the only way you could pronounce that. Geisha. I, I, there's oh, just, okay. It doesn't come yeah, out I right. Yeah, I guess. I know okay. it's I know it's it's Geisha, but it, if I don't stop and think about it, I will say something completely wrong. <laughs> Geisha House, a local Vegas Japanese steak and sushi restaurant, is opening its first location on the Strip at Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile Shops. They will also use the opportunity to introduce their new Korean barbecue concept. Oh, there you go. Abatum Jeju. Jeju. I I had it. I was was working on it. Abatum Jeju Island. You sound like you're saying that with a question mark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? <laughs> anyway, the two concepts will be sharing the same space. That space is 10,000 plus square feet. Formerly home to to Todai to Todai Japanese sushi and seafood. I know to Todai. I never. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it when I was writing. It's going to have an indoor-outdoor patio, and unlike Nacho Daddy at Miracle Mile Shops, it will be accessible from inside the mall as well as out. No word exactly when they will open. So is this on that little walkway we found that, like, It's the place that was closed. Remember? Remember? Because we got confused. We're like, wait a minute, maybe that's a hallway. Like, no, that's a closed restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, So... I'm excited, actually, because I think it would be fun to try another Japanese steakhouse. We've only tried one in Vegas, and it was horrendous. It's because it was at Flamingo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Wasn't that the... Uh, um, I forgot the name of it. It's the chain. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but I, I, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, we're not going to keep trying to figure it out because it's on... No, its... but it's going to drive me crazy. I know. In, this, in the middle of the next story, I'm going to yell it out and be like, that's what it is. But yes, you're right. It was one of the things like going, I, and I specifically remember saying it while we were there, like going, well, I mean, you can't do Japanese steakhouse wrong. Yeah, yeah, they can. That was shocking. <laughs> yes, that they can. That was shocking. Um, so, okay, well, this is exciting. New, new one, new restaurant to try. I will tell people, I would encourage you to explore the Miracle Mile shops. Karen and I did a little bit more last trip. Well, we were trying to find Nacho Daddy. We were trying to find Nacho Daddy, and we were just kind of roaming around. We're like, this place is really fucking... There's a and lot of like, cool shit here. I didn't here. know that was back here. And then we passed the cookie shop for the second time, and you're like, wait, is that the same one? I'm like, no, honey, it's yeah, the same. No, there's they have two. <laughs> it's a really fucking cool... It might be one of the coolest malls I've ever seen. And and not just like, like you know, Caesars has like a really cool, like, wow, look at how crazy this is. I mean, like, cool, like, 
I could shop and or eat at like almost all these places. Well, and the thing that I like about the Miracle Mile shops versus the forum shops is the forum shops, it, it you feel like you're in a cave constantly. It's dark in there. It's oh, yeah, not well yeah, that's lit. a good point. The Miracle Mile shops are lit. And I, it's also kind of funny when you go from that, that, that point where the shops have been um, de-themed I know, when they to just where it's all of a sudden the, right. the Aladdin again. Right. It's, it's really kind of funny. And it's funny because it's like, well, on one hand, you're like, guys, why don't you just finish this? And on the other hand, I'm like, going, I kind of like that it's like this. I know. <laughs> like, don't change it. Just let it go. Next up, WTF. Win the fuck. A new lawsuit has been filed against Steve Wynn for sexual misconduct. This is the third since the shit hit the fan. This one claims that less than two weeks before he resigned as CEO of Wynn Resort, Steve Wynn approached the staff of the salon at the company's Vegas properties and asked anyone who ever felt assaulted or abused to raise their hand. No one did, quote, out of fear of retaliation. Oh, for crying out loud. The next day, Wynn came back to the salon with audio video personnel and demanded that all employees record a video stating that Wynn never assaulted them. In addition to that, the filing claims that not only are company officials aware of what Steve is or was doing, they are currently not investigating the allegations reported by the media despite publicly announcing that they were. Lastly, the suit claims Steve, to this day, continues to make appointments for manicures, pedicures, and other salon services, receiving treatment both on-site and in his private villa on property. You get the feeling what's really going to take this guy down is, isn't all of this shit. It's, it's the hubris. The oh, yeah. fact that he... Oh, that he's he, nuts. That, that he's like... He can get away with, like, to me, that... that I mean, to walk in and go, have any of you ever felt harassed or threatened? No? No, like, okay, great. Like, Come back the next day. Put it on tape that you've never felt... What the hell? Right, like, like one of those you might be able to get away with. The video crew, you're out of your fucking mind yeah. if you think everyone isn't going to hear about that. And it isn't. And if you think it's a good idea. Right, right, right. Honestly, it's bad enough that you walked in and asked everybody... But then to come back, yeah, that that and yeah that man that, that they to me put is it on almost camera? like like the definition of insanity. You could you could have like a have a, a fleeting moment where you're like going, you know what? Has anybody ever do? But then you're like, oh, why did I do that? But then obviously that just stuck with him, and he's like, no, no, we're. And I can't believe a lawyer would have advised him that this was the right thing to do. No. This had to just been him going, you know what? I'm gonna get it on camera. It it really is like. You can get away with this. Listen, Steve, I, you're a billionaire. You can even come back and run this company one day. Shut the fuck up and go away. Yeah, right. Shut up and go away. Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. We're trying to help you. You're not helping yourself. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I mean, and listen, if he's really done all this stuff, then good. He'll destroy himself. Fine. Not fast enough if he has. <laughs> I know. <don't>, <laughs> Right, exactly. This is taking too damn long if he really has done all this shit. <laughs> okay, uh, this one I'm interested in. Not that I'm not interested in the other ones, but I'm, I'm really interested in this. And it is the Zorkfest Craps Tournament. I've never even heard of a craps tournament as a concept, but my ears instantly perked once I this was brought to my attention. In addition to the many earth-shattering things Travel Zork and 360 Vegas will be bringing you at our respective and collective events is a charity craps tournament. 
Starting at 10 p.m. Friday, May 25th, after the Zorkfest VIP dinner, if they can get at least 20 people to participate, we'll have a chance to compete in said tournament to benefit Travel Fanboy-supported charity, Pangao Educational Development, a nonprofit organization committed to the development of sustainable education in Uganda. That sounds like a Travel Fanboy Ponzi scheme if I've ever fucking heard of one. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> It fucking Uganda. <laughs> like, I feel like he's trying. Like, I haven't met the guy yet. I've, I've always kind of thought we'd be friends. But I feel like he's like, just so we're on the same level, I want you to understand that I don't, I, you are not as good as me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm better than you. And here's I'm why. not going to say that, but I know that you will infer it once you see this. <laughs> In addition to supporting this cause, participants will get to compete for prizes, a list of which is forthcoming. As with all events at Zorkfest, this private craps tournament will be at Treasure Island and feature an exclusive craps lesson from Mark of You Can Bet On That during the VIP dinner. The cost to participate starts at $225 for those who aren't attending Zorkfest, $125 for those who are if you use the promo code ZORKCRAPS. In addition to the discount, all Zorkfest ticket holders will also get upgraded to a VIP reserved seat for the Podcasters After Dark event. Those interested can find a link on our blog, or those enjoying the Enhanced Podcast can either touch the title of this chapter or in the embedded show notes. I just think this is a cool idea. It, it's 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 clever stuff. It, and I, I like, at first I wasn't sure like how a tournament would work, but when you realize it's for charity and you're playing for prizes, then it's like... It's, I still don't fully get how the tournament works. I, I, I Well, I'm assuming it is everybody starts with the same... So if it's a certain buy-in, everybody's starting with the same level of chips. You oh, win if you have the highest um, chips at the end. And then instead of actually getting the chips, you win Yeah, the but prizes. the problem with that is all you'd have to do is mirror other people. Although I guess I guess that's kind of not really in the spirit of, you know, the idea is you're yeah, trying most, to beat one Most another. of the people that play craps, they, they might try a bet because someone else does it, but they have their own way of betting and their own way of doing things. So. See, but not really. Like, there are people like Chris and I that... That just stick to our exact same shit, like six, six and eight. Bet, oh, that's bet, fine. Back up your bet, like yeah. No. Then you're probably not going to win, but you can play for the camaraderie of hanging out with people and also knowing that you're helping out a, a charity. In Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, if if it's you know limited to to twenty players, I mean, you're going to know the people. Or get to know the people that are playing at the table because you know again. Well, it's one of the reasons why we always do crabs, group crabs because game, it, yeah. you have a common. Th you already know you have something in common with everybody at the table, and I think that that will just be amplified by the fact that everyone at the table is playing for charity. If you've ever sat at a table where you know the majority of the people, like blackjack is obviously the, the one that most people will have an experience with. If you've ever sat at a blackjack table and you know, if not all the people, the majority of the people, that is that is a. a Far better experience than yeah. than most times. Even if you're kicking ass, than most times. Unless that you play. you're one of those ultra serious gamblers that's like, "Don't talk to me. I must focus on what I'm doing." But generally, a for crap, people that gamble, a craps game with people you know oh my God, and elevate so it fun. to be friends might be the height of fun. Yeah, like it is. It's be. It's like a fucking family reunion where you're fucking doing a. a, a well, and it takes I can't away. Even, I can't even come up with a real. It takes comparison. away so much of the. So craps is one of the most stressful games, generally for people to walk up to and join it. Yeah. Number one, there's so much going on. If you're not familiar with it, you know you're intimidated. But then number two, you don't know 
how these people are going to react and what they're going to do. And there are some obnoxious people that play craps that are so, you know, into their ritual and routine and don't do this and must do that. And, it, you know, don't have the dice hit my chips on the table. That's bad luck. It, they're just crazy people. Yeah. When you can play with a bunch of your friends, you know that that's, that's kind of out the door. It's also, like, one of the interesting things about playing craps is that for most of the time, you're betting on what somebody else is going to do. Right. And it gets to be like, like especially to your point, like if you see somebody like going, I don't like this guy. And, and like, like you can almost talk yourself out of going, I don't want to bet on this guy because I don't like him. <laughs> That's the only potential risk of, of playing with a group of people that oh, you, you know. You'll lose your ass. Well, yeah, because you can't not not bet. I mean, if you know the guy that's shooting, even if you think, oh, God, he's been horrible. He, you know, he sets all these numbers up and then craps out every time or whatever. You, you can't not bet because that's your friend. And although we, are although we have we have had people that will tell you, like, I never hit points. Don't fucking bet the line. Don't don't right. bet it. Right. <laughs> like, oh, all right, well, we're rooting for you to lose. Go. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for the news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you that are unfamiliar and really who could possibly be by now, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. You know, they say you have a new listener every episode. I, maybe I'm just tired of saying it for those unfamiliar. <laughs> I am trying to throw some of me into this. All right? Annoying? If it's annoying you, yes. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yes. First up, Paris has changed the name of its Eiffel Tower experience to the Eiffel Tower viewing deck experience. Serving the greater good while simultaneously punishing the marketing team that made such a horrible name change, friend of the show, Michael... Mavestro. Thank you. A.K.A. Vegas Unts has coined the acronym that more <laughs> appropriately expresses our opinion of the name change. It's so <laughs> it's so henceforth be known as the ETVD experience. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even hardly get through that one. That name is, I mean, the viewing deck experience. So right, which, granted, dumb. that's all it was. So I'm sure they had people complaining about, wait, I paid for the Eiffel Tower experience and all I get to do is go up the elevator, down the elevator? I still argue, if you go to the real fucking Eiffel Tower, you want to know what your experience is? Get in an elevator and go to the fucking top. <laughs> That's your fucking experience, you retard. Uh, ETVD. I love that. ETVD. I love it. It's so great. It was announced this week that Gwen Stefani is the newest resident performer at Planet Hollywood's Zappos Theater. But Vegas reports that Caesars won a bidding war against MGM for Stefani's services, something MGM seems to have cornered the market on recently with their new venue at Monte Carlo. Details on when it will begin and how much she will be getting paid her forthcoming. I'd go see her in It'd be fun. See, but it's not no doubt. It's Gwen Stefani. And I'm sure she'll do... A song or two. Yeah, yeah. but... Yeah, we I did like know. her better when she was in No Doubt. Eater Vegas was reporting that Chef Charles Fan's Slanted Door Vietnamese restaurant has pushed its opening time frame at Caesars Forum Shops from spring to October 1st of 2018. And before you say anything, Slanted Door is the actual name, not a racial slur. <laughs> Those who can't wait to get a preview of the concept at the 44th annual UNL Vino event on Saturday, April 14th. Those who can't Oh, wait, those who can't. Can Sorry. get a preview. I, as I'm reading this, I'm like, wait, there's something. I, that didn't go right. Those who can't wait can get a preview of the concept at the 44th annual UNLV No event on Saturday, April 14th. 
The ongoing battle between Steve Wynn and former partner Kazu Okada has been settled to the tune of $2.4 billion. Okada had his almost 20% stake in Wynn Resorts stripped from him, and the company alleged that he attempted to bribe Philippine officials to award him a gaming license in their country back in 2012. This is the second multi-year, multi-billion dollar lawsuit Steve Wynn has settled since he was initially accused of sexual misconduct at the end of January this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we talked enough about that one. So that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Spiegel World. The people who brought you absinthe at Caesar's Palace are opening Opium, their newest show, experience, or whatever it is, at Cosmopolitan in the Rose Rabbit Lie space next Tuesday. Looking past all the wacky descriptors and PR bullshit, it appears to be a variety show similar to what originally existed in the space. Tickets start at $80. I know everybody keeps saying, oh, my God, dude, it's right in your, it's your kind of humor. But I'm like, I want to violently attack the fucking gazillionaire and the fucking idiot that in every PR thing that they do does this wacky shtick. Like, I, I fucking, it drives me insane. And I... I, I'm sure it's a phenomenal show. I'm sure they're doing a cool thing. I just it's it's a goofy thing that I'm I'm hung up on. Honestly, I've never seen anything about it that makes it look int- interesting to me. I just from my understanding it's just it's it's vulgar like in a cirky way. I don't care. I'm already I've already lost interest. Desire, a U two tribute band, is performing at Brooklyn Bowl at the Link Promenade March. March, Saturday, 17th. Show is at 7. <laughs> Admission is free. <laughs> that, that was a tough one, apparently. Right. DJ Quick is performing at the Brooklyn Bowl on the Link Promenade Sunday, April 1st. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $27. I'm always cautious about anything that happens on April 1st. Oh, I know. I don't believe anything. I, I, make, I, I am well aware the entire fucking day it's April 1st and believe nothing. Absolutely nothing. I hate April Fool's Day. I fucking hate it. And the problem is, is I have friends that like it, and I have to fight hating them. I usually still hate you that day. <laughs> like, I don't I'll, trust you. I'll go to sleep and get over it, Yeah, but that day yeah, I hate Yeah, like, you. none of you. Uh, like, fucking Vital Vegas, I believe... No, like, uh, here's, here's, here's the sad, true situation. If he were to get into a serious accident and... and on be April threatened, 1st, yeah. I would, I, he would die because I would not believe it for a second. I wouldn't believe it. Like, only you can save him. It's a, like you have a unique blood type. I'd be like, going, fuck him. Fuck. And I would be aggressively irritated because I'd think, no, no, I'm not looking like a fucking asshole. No, fuck him. He can fucking die. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then the next you'd feel like, bad the next day. I know. I'd be like, yeah. going, oh, God damn it, Scott. This is what I fucking told you was going to happen. <laughs> now you're dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Sum 41 is performing at Brooklyn Bowl on the Link Promenade Thursday, May 24th. 
Show starts at 6.30 p.m. Tickets start $25. And finally, Alanis Morissette is performing at the Pearl at Palms on Friday, June 22nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. I've railed against this a thousand times, but I don't understand what the point of saying, oh, so-and-so is going to be performing at this place on this date. Like going, okay, so how much are tickets? Well, they'll be on sale in two weeks. Like, okay, how much are tickets? It means they haven't decided yet. It seems like such a simple fucking concept. You've already planned an entire tour. You're going to go to multiple states, multiple venues. Seems like a pretty crucial part to determine how much you're going to fucking charge for these goddamn things. Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. And I think that's going to do it for episode... Hold on. Wait for it. She said 261. She think... Nice. <laughs> I had to scroll back up because you didn't put it in there. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, Amazon.com, or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. As we talked about, you can buy merchandise from our store, Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. Get premium and exclusive content at Patreon.com slash 360Vegas. And if you'd like to send some feedback written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. If you're not sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we do have instructions on how to do that on the blog's main page. Karen and I will be taking the week off next week. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes, we are going to try and enjoy another... another. We're going to try to ski again. Yeah, we will try one more time. <laughs> on a little hill. Yeah, and a little more... <laughs> a little Not more on ski. a mountain. Yeah, a little more... Uh, a little hill. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we're a little out of shape. So, for Patreon subscribers, uh, everybody else, we're taking the week off. For Patreon subscribers, you're getting something that you've been asking for for quite some time. <gasps> An hour of casino ambiance. Oh, for crying out loud. What do you, what do you, what do you fucking oh for crying out loud? I mean, if that's something they want, that's great. I don't understand why. <laughs> she doesn't get it, guys. Don't, don't judge her. She doesn't get it. I walk through casinos all the time. Like, oh, look at this. Look at, you hear that? Like going, it's a casino, Mark. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, it's not. No, but this, if you isolate There's this particular majesty. bell, can you tell how they're all tuned to the same tone so nothing clashes? <laughs> Patreon subscribers, that audio will also be enhanced. You will not only see get to enjoy a picture that at some point has won Toy Pick of the Week, but I will tell you exactly what casino, what season, and year it was recorded in. Oh, all the insider knowledge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for this week. Karen, where can they find you? I'm at Karen Mark. She already told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.